success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. We have an amazing guest for you. We have Holly Morphew, AFC. She's a visionary speaker and multi-generational entrepreneur. She's a founder and CEO of Financial Impact, which specializes in creating personal wealth and financial independence for entrepreneurs and professionals. Her own journey to eliminating $67,000 in debt in her 20s, reaching financial independence in her 30s, and overcoming handicap are what inspire her to help others realize their potential. Holly's professional background in finance, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship are the foundation of her transformational programs, which have impacted thousands since they were first introduced in 2006. Her book, Simple Wealth, debuted in 2021, a number one bestseller in nine out of 10 personal finance categories, including money management, retirement, budgeting, women in business, real estate, personal transformation, credit repair, and wealth management. As a pioneer in the personal finance industry, Holly's work has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, Fem Founder, and more. In 2008, Holly received the prestigious Rotarian of the Year Award for her work in financial literacy. And in 2017, she was recognized by the Association for Financial Planning and Counseling Education with the Bridging the Gap Award for Outstanding Work as an accredited financial counselor in private practice. Holly is the co-founder of the Global Healing Collective, a nonprofit, all-inclusive community and technology platform that supports purpose-driven leaders while creating positive impact. Today, Holly speaks, coaches, and writes about money, personal finance, and creating a life of design. Holly's favorite things to do are travel, hike for teeners and watch the sunrise. Oh my gosh, Holly. Welcome, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. It is so great to have you here with us today. Thank you so much, Cami. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, your bio tells it all. Like we could just <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, you are amazing and so impactful in the world and I love that. Oh my goodness. So let's do this. Let's tell our listeners how you got where you are today and what makes you invincible. 
Oh, wow. Well, let's see. I have been a financial coach now for 15 years. Yes, 15 years. And I, I didn't get here by accident at all, but it certainly wasn't like, it wasn't my aspiration when I was thinking about what do I want to be when I grow up to become a financial coach? It's just something that I discovered I had a passion for when I was really young and I just started teaching this workshop. It was in 2006, actually. And I had just bought my first house and it was so empowering for me. And, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and real estate investors. So we talked about money at the dinner table and money was just a very comfortable topic for me. And I just, I knew, you know, how to buy property and, and how to manage my money. And so I thought, gosh, you know, I looked around at my friends at the time and, you know, we had all just graduated from college and, and, um, many of my friends were either living in apartments or living with their parents, which is pretty normal for that age group. And I just thought, gosh, you know, why, what makes me different? And I realized, okay, it's because of, you know, I'm comfortable talking about money. I was well-prepared. And so I went to, at the time I was a member of Rotary International, which is a international service organization. And I said, Hey, I've got this idea. Tell me what you think. What if I go to local high schools and I teach this free workshop to young adults who are getting ready to graduate and be in the world, real world, like how to manage their money. Because I just thought it's so much easier when you get started on the right foot so that you don't have to undo the mistakes that we all inevitably make with money. Like I always say, building wealth is not like a straight path to the top of the mountain. You know, it's like, like life ebbs and flows and you get the hand, the, the cards that you're dealt. And so I just started teaching this, this little workshop at local high schools and then it just blew up and uh, I started teaching all over the state and pretty soon, you know, teachers and parents of my students were asking me if they could come and sit in on this workshop. And that's when I realized, okay, everyone is thirsty for financial education. It's not just young kids. It's everyone. And, you know, as I've, as my, so I always taught personal finance alongside my full-time jobs. I work in, I worked in real estate the first six years of my career. And then, you know, I worked in corporate America and then I, I owned com companies before I started financial impact. And so, you know, it wasn't really until 2016 when I, you know, I had gone through a divorce. I was very much in a transformational time in my life. And I really I believed in myself and I felt like if, what do I want to do? At, like if I didn't even get paid, what would I love to do? And I love to speak. I love to teach. I love to write. Cause for me, it's all about the connection. And there's just something that feels so amazing when, you know, I can see that someone's learned something that they never heard before. And here I am thinking this stuff is so simple. That's why my book is called simple wealth. We just don't talk about it and we just don't teach it. So in a very short story, that's how I got where I am today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. And now let's tell them what makes you invincible. Oh, you know, I just have to say, I never quit. I never give up. You know, 99% of success is just showing up. And, you know, I will say, you know, just like in the darkest, because we all have light and dark in our life. Like it's so normal to experience self-doubt and then to experience elation, like, oh, that worked. And, you know, what I can say looking back now, because I always, I was always the one that had to work really hard. Like I achieved a lot of success, quote unquote success, right? Because who's telling us what success is really, it should be ourselves defining it for ourselves. But 
you know, there, we have this joke in my family that my brother, who was just super, super intelligent, like he never really had to work for it. And he was totally okay with getting C's. And I, you know, I also would say I'm an intelligent person, but I always had to work really hard. So, you know, for me, the just showing up every single day and realizing that, you know, life is long if you're lucky enough to live and then just kind of allowing, just allowing like, what is life going to bring me today? And just accepting and kind of being a part of that and, and being curious and being willing to look at myself in the midst of, you know, the struggles and the successes. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. So we know that money is your jam, right? (laughs) (laughs) Making it, saving it, investing it, spending it, spending it. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so I want to jump right in. And I know, you know, you have there, you know, there's lots of golden rules in the world, but you have one about money. And so let's talk about the golden rule of money. Oh, I have actually, I have three golden rules of money. And I say that if you follow these three golden rules of money, you cannot fail to build personal wealth. You will absolutely build personal wealth. And, you know, every day you are either building wealth or you're not. It doesn't matter how much money you make. What matters is how much you keep and what you do with it. And so it just doesn't take a lot of money to create personal wealth. And I think it's important that we break down like, you know, what is wealth? Because there are really two definitions of wealth. The first definition is it's a state of having positive cash flow and positive net worth. And, you know, just very simply, positive cash flow means that your income minus your expenses is positive. (laughs) So that's the first golden rule of money is to earn more than you spend. And I word it that way for a very strategic, everything in my world is strategic. Okay. (laughs) Strategic reason, because when we, when we put the emphasis on earning more than we spend, it sort of makes a statement to the universe, to the world, and most importantly to ourselves that earnings are an important component of this. And because money is infinite, I mean, we've never seen that more than any before, any time before in history, other than the past really 30 years. And this year really demonstrated it. And so when you realize that you have a lot of power in your ability to build personal wealth, and it just starts with that first golden rule of money, which is to earn more than you spend. And, you know, whether you want a lot of money so you can spend a lot of money or you just want to live a simple life, that's fine. Like both. And there is no right or wrong when it comes to money. And it, it kind of comes, it, not kind of, it entirely boils down to what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And, you know, as we're jumping from one lily pad to another in life, which is what we do, that idea of earning more money than you spend, that excess amount of money that you save or put to its highest and best use every month, that's the money that you're going to use to get to the next level, which could be starting a business or buying a house or, you know, saving to become financially independent. Like there's so many different ways to use your money, but that's the first golden rule of money is earn more than you spend And, you know, if you always follow that rule, then you're always going to have money, but there are two more. (laughs) I love it. All right. Let's give them number two. Okay. The second golden rule of money is pay yourself first because you 
are the reason that you're here. Like the whole point of this game, I call it the game of life or the game of money, the money game is to support you and put you in the best position to make the most impact in your life and others, if that's what you choose. And so forget expenses for a minute. You know, what do you have just in your physical? Well, we need to eat, you know, we need to sleep. We have these basic needs in our life, but the, the idea of paying yourself first, it also says that anytime you get money, you're going to put money away for your future self. So it's like today's Holly is looking out for future Holly. And when you really think about it, think about yourself today, you are embodying your at one point future self. And so it's a way to really take care of yourself. It's a way to make sure that you always have money. And, and when we really get down to it as a, as an accredited financial counselor and just understanding, understanding the order of importance of bills, you know, if it ever comes down to it and you're in a financially tough situation or experiencing a financial hardship, there are so many programs out there that can support you. And that's the thing that I would want everyone to know is that like, there is always hope when it comes to money. Always. There's always a next step that you can take to start building personal wealth. So anytime you get money, put some money aside for yourself, set it up so that it's automatic for every time that you get paid or just set up an automatic transfer to your savings, retirement, or investment accounts, and you'll always have money. So that's golden rule number two. I love that. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to break that down, but let's go to number three and then we'll go back. Okay. And this is the, the third golden rule of money is to give every dollar a purpose. And I love this golden rule too, because it makes you become a good steward of your dollars and when you have a plan, like, let's say that next month, you know, you're going to get $10,000. Okay. Well, let's say 5,000 goes to expenses, 3,000 goes into savings and 2000 goes into investments. Like when you know ahead of time where every one of your dollars is going to go, then you're actually making a plan. And if you plan nothing, you go nowhere. But if you begin with, okay, like I want to be financially independent or I want to be debt-free or I want to buy the house or I want to take the $10,000 vacation, then you know that when money is coming in, you give it a purpose and you put it somewhere. Do not ever leave money in your checking account. You want to deploy those dollars to their highest and best use and make your money work for you because you are the reason that we're here. Oh my gosh. You know, I was just listening to something from Grant Cardone and he said every month he starts over at zero. So for you to just say that is amazing to me. It's like, don't save a nickel, just get, get rid of it all. And the money yeah. just continues to flow. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. So, yes. okay. So this is the part where I was going to say, like, let's break this down. So you're talking about, um, you know, in the third thing is like, you know, where's it going? Every dollar has a purpose, you know, 5,000 is expenses and 3000 is savings and 2000 is investments. Do you have like a rule of thumb that you can share that would be like a percentage wise, not, you know, budgeted out, but like projecting quickly, like what, if someone hasn't, um, worked a plan like this before, and maybe they're just, you know, going paycheck to paycheck, what would be the best place to start for them? I always say aim to save 20% of your net 
income. 20 and when I say save 20%, I don't mean like it goes into your savings account. I mean it goes into debt elimination, savings, retirement and investments. Those are really the four places that you want that 20% of your net income to go. So if you're putting 20% of your net income away to its highest and best use every month, which is a combination of debt elimination, savings, retirement accounts, and investments, then you're golden. And where would you say is the best place right now for investing? That's a great question, Cami. And so let me first say that investing in yourself is an investment. You are your greatest asset. Okay. So remember that, like if you work with your hands or you work with your body, getting a massage could be a kind of investment because you're enabling yourself to sustain your earnings. You are your money maker. So investing in your, like for me, investing in like a sales um, course or a public speaking course or a marketing course. That is a, that is an investment into my business and a good use of money, but you know, okay. So right now it's 2021 it's COVID times, you know, savings rates are super low and, um, and the market's been doing pretty well. I mean, it's been up and down and then we have digital currency, which has just been like sky high and then dropping and then sky high and dropping. So I can't say what is the best place for your money right now, because it depends on you, you know, and I always say that, that if you don't own a home, that is a great place to invest your money because you are investing in the real estate market. You're also investing in your own well-being. You're securing passive income and appreciation. Now, this doesn't always happen, but historically, houses appreciate about 3% a year. That's passive earnings. That's money you didn't have to get up and go to work for every day. And then take it even a step further and imagine a world where you get to keep all your money every month because you can pay off your house. You can pay off your car loan. You can pay off your student loans and you can pay off your credit card debt. And then you get to be the owner of all of your money. And then, you know, you start thinking about what are other uses of money? Like if I give more money away, I'm going to receive more in my life because there's that flow of giving and receiving. So investing is so, um, personal and it's also strategic because it's not time to invest if you have debt. It's not time to invest if you don't have six months of essential expenses in a savings account. It's not time to invest unless you have secure housing because investments happen at the end. In the beginning, you're building your other pillars of wealth, which are maximizing your cash flow, eliminating debt, savings, and then you create the residual income and that's where investments fall. That, that is such great sound advice. I love that. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Now you wrote this amazing book and I, I want to really have, you know, encourage our listeners to get this book. So click on the show notes and get Holly's book, but let's give them a little uh, cliff note version of what can they find in your book that's going to help them with this money game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I think the reason that, that simple wealth has been such a success is because I talk about money in a very different way. And the book is very much about, yes, the system to build wealth. I always say that building wealth is 20% strategy and 80% psychology. So the book is about how you can create personal practices and habits that, transform you into a wealthy person because we all know, okay, Holly, great. Save 20% of my net income. Well, and then when you break it down, you realize, but 
you know, all of my essential expenses eat up, I don't know, maybe even 90% of your income. So you have to really decide, okay, what am I going to give so that I can get? And, and I, I want to encourage your listeners to really understand and just allow yourself the, the grace and the space to know that, you know, it, there's a very good chance that you haven't ever been taught about money. And so it's, it's, it's probably likely that you're carrying around some shame and some, like some habits that you just started doing because that's what felt right, but no one ever taught you. And so just let go of that. And remember this whole process is about non-judgment and awareness. And once you can start seeing what you're doing that's bringing you closer to your money goals or further away from your money goals, then you can start to create better habits. But in order to create the better habits, you, you, the mindset is really important. And because the world is always trying to get us to say yes. I mean, when you think about everything that we do on a daily basis, I agree. Yeah. Through commercials and advertisements and uh, oh my goodness, you're right. There's, I do some days I feel like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm in the crossfire of all of this noise that's jockeying for my attention, jockeying for my time, jockeying for my money, right? Like, where do I put it? Who do I give it to? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know I'm not alone. Right. And it got louder with the pandemic because the people weren't out there seeing the billboards. They weren't out there reading, you know, newspapers and things at work. And so I feel like it got so much louder. It did. And you know, the very, so there are two chapters in my book that I think are really pertinent to this conversation that we're having. And the first, the first one is that chapter five is all about programming our mind and, um, neuroscience and how only in my life, like when I was born, we did not know that we could create new, new neuro pathways in our brain. In fact, we thought that the brain organ just deteriorated over time. Now we know that's not true, which is really, really exciting. And we understand so much more about psychology and brain development now that we can actually reprogram our brain and our mind to create new neuro pathways that lead us toward where we want to go. And it does take programming. It does take practice. But if you're willing to just show up every day and do a little bit of work over time, you will become the person who has the life that you want. And so, you know, just knowing that, yes, our culture, you know, billions of dollars are spent in marketing every single year in order to study and understand how we can get the brain to say yes. And so that brings me back to the first chapter of the book, which is all about creating a personal life vision It's about knowing where you want to go and what you want and what are, what you value, like, what are your core values? So I give, you know, I give my readers a, a list of a hundred core values. There are infinite core values, as many as you can ever think of freedom, love, independence, family, nature, stewardship. I mean, the list, love, the list goes on and on and on and on, which is awesome. And so, you know, I did an exercise in 2012 where I, for the very first time in my life, created a personal life vision. I actually started thinking about like, what do I value in life? And I say my personal life vision to myself every single day. And it, it, my life has since like literally become exactly what I envisioned it to be. So knowing where you want to go and putting on those racehorse blinders so that you're going down the path that you choose and you're not getting sidetracked by all the noise, as you said, Cammie, just asking us for things 
then you can say like, like I had a friend the other day say to me, I said, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? And she said, no, thank you. I'd rather have a latte in Milan. And I was like, you go girl. <laughs> She's like, how See about we later. go in the park? And I'm like, yes, I love that. She's saving for her goal by connecting. Like I'd rather have a latte in Milan than, you know, a $5 cup of coffee that I don't really even need to spend on. That is so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so great. And, you know, let's just, can you give our listeners just a a few sentences about how it's not too late, right? So wherever they are today, however grim their situation looks, like, come on, get back up, right? It is never too late to get a handle on this. Never, ever, ever, ever too late. I mean, I had $67,000 in debt when I was in my twenties and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. I was a six figure earner. Yes. I understood how to manage money. Um, but I, I didn't know how to get out. It was like, it was such a dark time in my life. And I just, you know, I thought, where are the answers? And I remember calling my financial advisor and, you know, I told him about my situation and he asked me how much more money I wanted to invest. And I was like, I don't have any money. That's why I'm calling you. And so like, for me, that was a pivotal moment. And, you know, I would say that, that, that wealth is a spectrum. Like I know a lot of people who have made a million dollars, lost a million dollars, made a million dollars, lost a million dollars, and then made it again and finally kept it. So wherever you are on the spectrum, there is always somewhere expansive to go. Like if you want to take a six figure income to a seven figure income or a seven figure business to an eight figure business, it is all totally 100% possible. And it starts with that vision that you create for yourself. And then you just start to, you know, do the practices of, you know, getting out of your head and into your heart, into stillness getting into community with people who love and support you and elevate you. I mean, these things are so simple. And yet, as you said, Cammie, it's the noise. It's like, let's filter out the noise and just focus on what it is that we want and filter out. Like if you're feeling bad, like I remember feeling really bad about myself when I had debt and it just felt so dark and bleak and And at the time I didn't have the handbook, which simple wealth is the handbook. Like if you want to know how to get through your day, making good money decisions so that ultimately you do become that wealthy person, this is the book for you. And I just, I devoted literally the next year of my life after I finally got out my credit card statements and added up my balances. You know, I was doing mental accounting before and (laughs) that does not work. You got to write it down. And, um, and I just put one foot in front of the other and that's that it is as simple as that. And I absolutely love what you said about, uh, simple wealth being, you know, 20% strategy and 80% psychology. You know, I've had people say to me, I'm broke. And I would say to them, it is a state of mind. Broke is a state of mind that you're choosing to live in right now. And I love that you broke that down in those percentages because it just, it is so true. And you can choose the different way in, and it's simple, right? As you say, simple wealth, you know, it's not easy, right? You have to do the work and you have to be accountable, but it's simple. And I love it. Oh my gosh, Holly, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's just been such a great, great, deep conversation that I think is going to inspire so many people right now in this time. Well, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Okay. Go to financialimpact.com. 
And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. She's Invincible podcast. We love to highlight and just spotlight fierce female entrepreneurs. We love that. And you know, what happens with women is they're constantly comparing themselves to other women. So when they look at you and they think she's, she's wealthy, she's beautiful, she's smart, she's kind, she's got beautiful eyes and a beautiful smile. And when they compare themselves to you, they come up short. Now I have not figured out how to get these women to stop comparing themselves. So I decided we're just going to pull back the curtain and we are going to show them Yes, the Holly on the journey, right? Because they see your success, but this is not who you were when you were journeying. And this is who you became by all of the things, all the good, all the bad, all the ugly is what made you this this successful Holly that you are today. And so we're going to do that right now. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Yes, I feel like if we're ever going to inspire women and we're going to make an impact in the world, we we want to show the great stuff because you deserve that and the world needs to see that it's possible. But we if we don't show the other part, then women think they can't do it too. So let's get started and let's share with our listeners a little bit about the good of your journey. Do you have a story about the good? Yes. And just Kimmy, I so appreciate you and just sharing the truth of how we get where we are, because, you know, it's it it actually if you could see me, I'm te- like I have tears in my eyes right now thinking about, you know, the 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 Holly back then and 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 what she had to go through in order to get here. So, you know, starting with the good is just I just published a book that became a number one bestseller in nine out of 10 categories. And, (laughs) and it's not just the status. It's that when people tell me, Oh my God, Holly, I read your book and I'm doing this. Like a friend of mine said the other day, I I read your book. I gave it to my husband. He did the personal life vision exercise and he discovered that he loves taking people on adventures and that's what he's going to start doing. And I was like, Like if that's not impact, I don't know what is. And then another friend of mine, close friend I went to high school with, you know, she, um, and I actually had never known her full story, but she was in a dog attack when she was young. And so as a result, her face was disfigured. And, um, she told me that her, that my book inspired her to share her story publicly. She wrote this beautiful article that then got picked up by the New York times. I mean, she got published by the New York times because my book inspired her to share her story authentically and honestly. So 
you know, telling the truth is, is so important. And I am the woman that I was aspiring to be that I felt like I wasn't, but I always was because time is infinite. Like what's happened, what's going to happen in the future. It's already happened today. And if you can wrap your head around that, I know that sounds quantum and it is, it's really exciting. And so you know, just having this amazing book that's changing people's lives. That's all, it was such a labor of love to write it. And it's all the things that are in my heart and it's from my heart to yours. And that book is such a gift to the world. And I love that it's forever, right? Like when you're not here anymore, that book is going to be here and generations after generations are going to hear the message and they're going to learn and they're going to be impacted. And that is amazing. Tell us, how did that feel when you realized, like, I mean, you set out to write a book, you're thinking, yeah, I got to get my story on paper and I want to share this stuff I know with the world. But number one, like... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, tell us, what did that feel like? Well, I have to say I had amazing publishers. Like I worked with modern wisdom press and they, (laughs) they were awesome. I could, from the very beginning, like helping me birth my book into the world, to publishing it to, you know, the strategy of marketing it once it was live. Um, they were just super top notch and, and totally understood me. Like they actually put the seed of life, sacred geometry on the cover, which I was like, Oh, you get me, (laughs) you understand me. So it, it just, actually, I wrote my book twice before I wrote my book. If you know what I mean, (laughs) I had two manuscripts that I wrote and completed. In fact, the second one, I actually sent off to a developmental editor. And when it came back to me, I was reading it. I was like, this is so boring. (laughs) You know, I was like, where's the story? Where's the heart? And, and, you know, sharing the story in the heart, it it is a very vulnerable feeling. And I definitely went through imposter syndrome and my publisher, Catherine at modern wisdom press, she really believed in me. And, you know, I do have 15 years of expertise in this industry and I am published in, you know, all these different publications, but I still had imposter syndrome, you know, like, who am I to write this book and say, this is the right way. And, um, but, you know, going through that and stepping into that, was it was a powerful transformational process in and of itself. So I would say to anyone who has a story to share or a message for the world, write your book, (laughs) write your book. Okay. Oh my gosh. So now we're going to take a turn. We're going to talk a little bit about the bad, you know, the great, we want to always celebrate the good and the great, but you know, we, we have to still recognize that any success comes with some bad. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. The bad, the bad, you know, this is a lesson that I really wish I had learned earlier in my entrepreneur journey, especially as a female and in it, in, and I'm, I'm so thankful for my deep connection to my, my intuition. And I really take time to tune into my, not just my, my brain brain, but my heart brain and my gut brain and, and, and hear that. Cause I found that when I ignore that little whisper, that's like, don't do that or be more aware. That's when I get into trouble. And, and 
in with what I do as a public speaker in finance and an entrepreneur right there, that's three ways that I'm a minority. I'm a minority entrepreneur because I'm a female, right? We know that I'm a, a minority because I'm in finance that this field is very much male um, centric and, um, and being a speaker, you know, there are more male speakers than there, than there are women. And I, I, I never really knew how, I guess, I don't know if patriarchy is the word that's coming to mind, but I'll tell you what happened. I had been working with a business coach for about two years and he had really helped me. He had elevated me. I'd learned so much. I really had expanded my horizons working with him. And then I was sitting in a conference And, um, you know, there were thousands of people there and lots of, you know, celebrities. And it was just a really, really big business event. And the way he was speaking to us as his coaches and his audience felt so demeaning. And I and I didn't like the way I felt, you know, and I kept thinking, like, if I was the person on stage, you know, the, the, the global speaker and the, the coach of thousands on stage, this is not the way I would be treating the people who are paying money to show up and learn from me. And I started to think about like, what kind of impact was his attitude and his message? What kinds of impacts were those things making in the world? And it just didn't feel good. And, you know, why not feel good? Like life is for living. We are here to support one another. And, you know, Cammie, we were talking earlier before we hit record. Like I always say that competition is out and collaboration is in, like, let's all help each other. And so I started to sort of, um, I was aware my eyes were opened in that moment. And I started to really pay attention to, who he was attracting and what results he was getting. And I started to think, wait, that's actually not where I want to go at all. And then I thought he never even asked me, what is my definition of success? Which is one of the first questions I ask my clients who um, enroll in my abundance program. Like what is success to you? Because where you want to go might be different than where I want to go. And there are a gazillion different exit plans to any business. And some people like to be in business because they like the work. So, you know, just really understanding people's motivations and their values is so crucial. And I just, I want to live in a world where we're being kind and compassionate and loving towards another. And um, this whole, like, you've got to work 12 hours a day and get up at 5 a.m. and you know, I played competitive volleyball for 23 years. And I'll tell you, Cammie, like I've had it with that. (laughs) Like, yes, you have to work very hard. And you know, the harder hard work is important, no matter what it is that you want to do, you've got to work hard at it. But there's an element too of accepting our humanness and understanding that the body needs to rest. And not only that, we as human beings, we are physical, emotional, and mental. There are three components to being human and we cannot forget the mental aspect and the emotional aspect, which both need to be nurtured and supported just as much as the physical aspect of being human. 
you know, that's so important. And I love that you shared that story because that is just a, another layer of, you know, confirmation to our listeners, like be careful who's in your space. Who are you learning from? Who are you following? You know, if I'm following a car and they're not going to the place I want to go to, I'm going to end up in the wrong place and I'm not going to know how to get back. And so I love that you said that and that you recognized it immediately when it didn't feel right. And it wasn't, you know, in alignment with how you were feeling your body and your mind took over like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I think we really need to tune into that and we need to have the courage. And I think this is something that makes us invincible. We need to have the courage to be able to make that shift and be like, oh no, this is not where I meant to go, right? I just made a wrong turn mm -hmm. and I need to make a U-turn and get back quick, right? And I love that you shared that, Holly. And that's not easy to share because now you have to say like, oh, I made a mistake, right? I thought I was following the right guy and I wasn't. But oh my gosh, what a powerful lesson that you can share with others. And, you know, guys, trust your gut. Like you said, it's like that silent whisper and you're kind of like, look around, like who said that, right? is so important to, you know, the answers, right? It's like the wizard of Oz, everything you need is within you. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, you have to tap into that and trust yourself and then make your decisions. And of course, we're not always going to be right. We're human, but just tune in and know when it doesn't feel right and trust that too. Oh my gosh. I love that story. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I love that you could share it here. All right. Well, that was bad, but we're going to go ugly. <laughs> Are you ready for ugly? Cause it's, I'm ready it's for the ugly. ugly. The ugly is like the, it's the fire, right? It's the fire wow. that that sends us to the great. If it's the thing that makes us who we are and then it helps us become the best version of ourselves. Mm. So let's go there and share with them one of your ugly stories. Eek, okay, let's do it. <laughs> the ugly is when I was 20 years old, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness. And like most 20 year olds, I really didn't want to face it. And I also didn't know how to face it. I didn't, I didn't know that there could be support, that there was support for me facing what the rest of my life was going to look like. You know, I was just diagnosed and given some medication and said, good luck. And, you know, of course I got home and I got on Google and started researching my chronic condition. And I was like, oh my God, the rest of my life is going to suck. And, you know, that's where you go. And it was, and I was 20 and, um, you know, so I, at the time I was in college and I was, I, I hit it a lot from, pretty much everyone. I didn't really want anyone to know what I was going through. I was playing volleyball at the time. I had to quit. Um, it was really difficult. I didn't tell, really tell anyone why. And um, with the nature of my disease, I would, I had periods which were called flares when I would, I would kind of go in and out of sickness if, if I was lucky enough to, you know, get out of it. And so really for the next four years, I was kind of up and down with my health. And so, um, so I was able to graduate from college on time. And then I moved to the East coast with my three best girlfriends and I got this great job. I worked for this real estate boutique. We only sold, sold million dollar and up properties. And I worked directly for the principal of the company. And 
it was like a dream job. And I worked my butt off. I mean, I worked like 60, 70 hour weeks. I worked every weekend, late nights. And then all of a sudden I got sick again and I was embarrassed because it caused me to slow down. And then I remember one night going to the pharmacy and learning that my insurance didn't cover my medication, which was $5,000 a month. And so for six months, I just paid for my expensive medication on my credit cards, which, you know, my mom had, had added me and my brother and my sister to her credit cards when we were teenagers to help us establish credit. So in a lot of ways, it's like, thank God I had all these lines of credit because I was able to take care of myself. But then, you know, after $30,000 of credit card debt, I decided, okay, I think it's time for me to change something. And so I moved back home and lived with my parents for um, the next, I think it was about a year and, you know, to save money and really just to be nurtured and, and get better. And that was really powerful for me because that's what enabled me. Like we talked about our moneymaker earlier to like take care of my physical health, but also to save money and, and going through that period was it, it was, it was terrible. I mean, there were times when I couldn't walk, I actually had a handicap placard that my doctor gave me. I was labeled handicap when I was 20. And, you know, in, in college, there were times I couldn't quite make it to class. So I have to like sit on the curb and watch my friends walking by. And I was like, I'm just hanging out. Cause I'm in so much pain. I can't walk. And, um, you know, and it was just a very dark period of my life. And, I'm totally 100% healthy now. And doctors will say that I am a living, breathing, walking miracle. And I'm very thrilled and proud about my health. I take really good care of myself, but that took 17 years, you know, for 17 years, I explored different modalities of healing and food is medicine and Bach flower remedies and acupuncture, massage and all the things. And but, you know, it was a tough time in my life. And just uh, on Easter Sunday, I was at my dad's house and he has a picture of me and him and my mom standing in front of a duck boat in Boston because I had moved to Boston with my friends and my parents came to visit me one year. And I almost just ripped that magnet off the refrigerator and threw it on the ground and just crushed it with my feet because I did not like myself then. I did not like the way I looked because of the medication. I gained a ton of weight. I also had entrusted someone I didn't know to dye my hair all different colors of like blonde and brown. So I had like terrible hair and, um, you know, and, and I also... I, I just did it because I didn't feel good. Like it was like my aura. And I remember how I felt then. And in a lot of ways, I want to never remember that again. You know, I just want to leave that Holly in the past, but that Holly was willing to face herself and face the illness and ask herself, what can I do different? And I remember one morning waking up in my parents' basement after I'd moved back home from living in Boston and I was staring at the ceiling and I was like, there has to be another way I'm open and I am going to find another way. And that's when I got, I decided I'm not taking these medications anymore. They make me feel even worse. I'm going to just, I'm going to explore other things. And that was really the beginning of my healing journey. And I still, every day, like every morning I have a gratitude practice. I wake up 
before I get out of bed, the first thing I do is I say five things that I'm thankful for. And not one day is health and my ability to walk not on that list. Oh my gosh. And if it weren't for all of that, you would not be the Holly you are today. Yes. And isn't that amazing? Yes. Oh, and you are invincible, Holly. You are <laughs> truly invincible. And I'm so happy to sit here with you and to, you know, our, we're, we're connected by our dreams, right? And it's, if you didn't yeah. do that, then we might not be having this conversation today. That's right. And I'm so happy to sit here with you and to be able to celebrate with you the good and be grateful in that space of the bad and the ugly for who it has made you and the journey that you have experienced in your life and the way that you use that to impact others. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cami. And just thank you for giving me this space to share that story because, you know, for, and for all of your listeners, any of your listeners who are suffering right now, just know that like the, the, the deeper we go with our suffering, the higher we can go with our joy. And it's just, it's a teacher and we can allow it to be a teacher. Life is long if we're lucky enough to live. Oh my gosh. I agree. And that's so beautiful. And yet people need to know that it doesn't, it doesn't stop there, right? This is not the end of the story. It doesn't have to be. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been so great guys get Holly's book, simple wealth, (laughs) click on the links on the show notes and order that book and get that in your hands. And you too will have an amazing transformational journey in your wealth. I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.